Hi, welcome to the Two Lads podcast, the flagship offering from Daniel Sharman and Leggy Langdon's new lifestyle venture, Two Lads. The Two Lads podcast is a place to come and listen to topics that you may not have heard men talk about so candidly and intimately before. It's no bullshit, it's straight to the point, it's raw and it's honest. And it's a conversation that we believe needs to be started. We're both men in this world trying to find our way, trying to understand why we are the way we are and how we can accept ourselves and love ourselves fully. We touch on topics such as love, sex, breakups, psychedelics. In a world of ongoing turmoil and constant change, take a break for 30 minutes and just come listen to the two lads in a deeply vulnerable conversation that is ongoing. Pain is the constant yeah. of life. That's it. And and everything else is momentary. It's a momentary win yeah. here, momentary win there, and then you're back to pain. Being courageous is saying we're not always going to get every subject right. No. There's nothing that we don't there's nothing that we need to get right. No. The point is, here's what it looks like to be just honest about things and show how much we feel about them. We're trying to be real, get real. Just fucking get real. Stop the waffle. Stop the fucking manifesting your, your perfect life just by positive thought. All this bullshit. The spiritual world is so oversaturized. That's what I love about our relationship. It's what I love about men's team stuff. There's a purity and the honesty. I'm single, going through a breakup and not working and, and I'm the best I've ever been because I have this this work. Hi, I'm Christian Leggy Langdon. Hi everybody, my name is Daniel Sharman and this is the Two Lads Podcast. Today's episode is called The Work. It's an overview of Daniel and I's own personal journeys and what has led us to starting Two Lads. We touch on our relationship to pain, love, the safety of men, our personal truths and how we've changed over the years and how this work has helped us get through some of the toughest times in our lives. And one of the fundamental questions that we ask is, what does it actually look like to love yourself? Boots on the ground. This is an introduction to the two lads, so just get comfortable, grab yourself a cuppa, stay a while. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. Okay, so let's go back a little bit. Yeah. From when we became friends. Yeah. A couple of years ago, let's couple say. Years, when, yeah. we, when we came proper friends. We Why? came friends right like here. Like here when, this uh, seat, actually. And, and like, Yeah, this position. Yeah, and you, you came and me, over. You and me were just like, we just went through a breakup at exactly the same time. Yeah, right around that time. And I don't think I ever really thought your story was like mine. I'm realizing that the revelations that you've had and like the place, the emotional thing that you've gone through, they are the same. It's the same waking up, yeah. being like, oh, my God, I've been doing this all along. All along, yeah. And I think, I think for the first part, we would talk and I would just unload my pain and I'd hear your pain and I'd be like, yeah, that's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, felt, I remember feeling that. But now I'm like realizing, I guess, like that operating consciousness is that we yeah. are the same. Uh-huh. And actually, that's why I really think this is great because it's about waking up to 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 what the conscious and the universal thing. Mm-hmm. You were talking about this the other day, and I thought we should just touch on the love thing. You know, about especially 
two lads that love each other, right? Mm. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, that's a weird thing for a lot of lads to, to, to say do. or to do without being, wait, yeah. hang on a minute. Yeah. You know, and to really love someone is to love them without expectation, you know, but to not sell them out and to be real and all that stuff. Yeah, that that is, it's the intimacy. Yeah. It's the intimacy. I think one, it's one having the intimacy with yourself. And and that, that I know that seems like an odd thing to say, but like really to know, oh yeah, I do that. You know, like I'm capable of cruelty mm -hmm. and anger and this, and I am also capable of being a good man. Yeah. And when someone sees that and they still accept you, there's a sense of like, fuck man, I can then be intimate with myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to do that regardless of whether somebody thinks I'm a good person or not. Mm -hmm. And and people have like questioned whether I'm this or that. And, and now I think I'm building up a sense of like, no, fuck you. I know it doesn't penetrate because my... My initial thought isn't maybe they're right. Yeah. For me, our relationship is really intimate. Mm -hmm. It's intimate because we have gone through things and seen things and we always reflect. We do that with other men. <clears throat> right. And we go, this is the truth. This is, no one's going to reflect this to you. And that's the currency of love. Yeah. To me, of intimacy. Yeah. You're risking a relationship for, in the name of truth. Yeah. And that's, fucking terrifying but every time you do it it's like going to the gym you build that muscle up mm -hmm. and you start getting it you can start being real with it and then you because every time you do it it always comes back in growth it's not about it being positive or negative it's just growth and like you're honoring your truth you're honoring the person that you're coming to with that truth you mm -hmm. know and that doesn't always have to be calling someone out it mm. can be honoring, honoring them, them and, yeah. and giving them love but that is obviously can well it tends to be easier to do you know we do this thing called clearing right yeah clear a list yeah which is part of the men's group we should do a episode on men's group actually yeah but you know holding resentment to someone is like so toxic i mm. think because it just it, even the smallest thing if you let it just sit there it just builds and builds and builds. And then you're going to end up losing it with someone about something completely irrelevant to the thing because you actually have been carrying a resentment mm -hmm. from this thing that somebody did that you never cleared. Yeah. So clearing it basically involves calling that person up, in this case, a man, and saying, hey, the other day when you, when you said this thing, I felt this and I just want to clear it with you because it did upset me, that, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And then the, the person gets to go, oh, shit, that wasn't my intention, this is yeah. my intention. Man, it's it's amazing. You nip it in the bud. I, I didn't have any friendships in my life that were really about talking about the elephants in the room. Yeah. They never were like that. What would you do? What, how would, what did you have? I just would, I'd lone wolf it, you know? Like right. I would just, I moved, I would never, was there long enough and I was not brave enough. Right. So, so, if, so if someone did something to you that you didn't like or said yeah. something to you that you didn't like, yeah. what would you do? I would just hold on to it. Yeah. Or I think I would choose to distance myself from that person. And because I never believed that anyone really had the best intentions, I would surround myself with people who were either vicious or had the ability to do it because there was a viciousness in me. 
because I was, you know, so it was this kind of never ending loop. Mm-hmm. And why I think this work is important or this kindness, it's the kindness of like finding people who are going to see you and are then going to talk to you and give you the respect of telling you where the things are that you're not seeing. How do you find people that you trust to give you reflection? Is that, where? how do you start with that? I think you've got to give people the opportunity, the chance by going first, by being the one to be like, Legs, I feel this. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're doing this and I love you, but I just, I feel like this is getting in the way or whatever. And you've got to give people the chance to go into that. I believe everybody wants to go there. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. And especially men. I really, I've seen men do some fucking amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they're really pulled out of the, the top layer and pulled into the bottom layer of like, man, you know, this is what I'm seeing. I want the best for you. Mm-hmm. It binds you so immediately to each other. Mm-hmm. And... But that's a big ask. It is a big know? ask. And and some you are going to get rejected. You are going to get the rejection of people not meeting you there. Or people just not wanting to hear your reflection. Yeah. Or your emotion. Right. And they just leave. They don't they want to be leave. a friend. Right. And you've got to go, that's just not, that's not who I want in my life. I'm looking at things now and I'm like, I, I don't, I can have those friends, but they don't exist for me as in like a daily place or the work, you know, like all your work, your social life, everything. It's about how revealing you can be. What I would say also is what about when, if a person's never done that before, right? They don't mm-hmm. know what that means to actually like we've done we deal with this in the group where it's like men can't even see what they're feeling and we can all see it right yeah how how does that man that's never done any work trust that what everyone's saying to him is true what what's something that he would be feeling inside to tell him that maybe that the, the people are right and he's wrong i think that really comes down to the intimacy with yourself again Mm -hmm. is to like really sit there and know that whatever someone's coming at you with. And I say this knowing that like, I I would never believe anybody who told me something about myself. How would you feel if it was, if they were right, but you couldn't allow it, what would come up? What would be a feeling? It it wouldn't, I wouldn't even imagine that they were right. You really, you couldn't even. Even the idea that they were right. It's it's like, that's what I'm talking about, the brain fog. There's a bit of brain fog that goes on with most people and especially men. I think there's a like a brain fog of like, this doesn't apply to me. Okay. Why do you think that's in place? I think that's because there isn't many outlets for the purity of honesty. Right. A safe space to be honest. I don't think that exists. Yeah. That's what I love about our relationship. It's what I love about like men's team stuff. There's a purity in the honesty. Mm-hmm. I think the brain fog exists for most people because you can exist in that forever. And it's protection. It's, it's protection. A, it's a yeah. subconscious protection of like, hang on a minute, what's this lad trying to say to me? Yeah. Why am I going to listen to this guy? Yeah. What gives him the value authority authority to tell me this yeah i mean that's a scary leap of faith man it's taken me 
years to even get a group of people that I even now remotely imagine are speaking yeah. about me in a way that I that they really are seeing. Yeah. I think it's hard. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's many places for it. I get why you wouldn't trust it as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think I trusted you. That's what I'm saying. I didn't trust you to begin with, yeah. even though we were having a very similar experience and we have a very similar emotional yeah. idea of wanting to get to the bottom of things. Yeah. It still takes time. It still takes time. Yeah. That, that's, that's probably something then. It's like you might have an inkling, but still it takes time. Consistency, our friend says, the formula of trust is consistency over time you know so you just keep doing you yeah and if that delivers yeah and your truth the less you're if you're trying to convince someone of something yeah you know that that's you're probably not gonna it's not gonna work yeah. you just lead you just do it you do it you lead by example you lead by example and you just start living in the way that you want to live and yeah. you know it's not easy to hear some sort of negative feedback about you that that you don't even see mm. and you're going what the fuck something that i would say is you know when i'm reactive when i start getting spazzy and reactive it's generally a sign that someone's just hit on something yeah. true and my response my my ego kind of defense mechanism yeah is pushing back on it it's like if i if i push back hard enough it's gonna look like i've seen that yeah i've seen it i've done it yeah 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 yeah. i pushed against it yeah yeah and i'm like that's a surefire sign that you've touched on something true yeah and i'm now in a fight or flight response you know which is i'm just saying that because this is what happens yeah it's like it ain't just you're gonna just go into a situation and be dialed it's like no it's like a really important part of this work is actually to listen to your body and recognize what you're doing you know because when you're in when you're triggered meaning you're being you're you're starting to be in a reactive state because of something that some either someone said to you or an event that has happened and you're finding yourself way more emotionally (laughs) animated and your arms start wailing around in the air like mine would do you know i start yelling at my girlfriend for some reason and it's like oh wait that's what that looks like that's actually anybody that's listening to this now Mm. that's what it looks like so what do you do when when that happens well the best thing to do is to come back down to a, a kind of baseline grounded state as quickly as you can and so my, I didn't do this for a long time. I would just stay in the trigger, stay in the reaction because I couldn't let go at that point. I needed to get my point across. Mm-hmm. I needed you to understand what I'm saying and not only understand it, but agree with it in order for me to yeah, feel be okay, like, yeah. feel safe again. But also feel like you're not, you're not a bad person. Right, exactly. Because my, my underlying kind of wounds around certain areas are specific to, in my case, you know, not being seen, not being heard, being misunderstood is a big one for me. Yeah. So, so if I say something and then someone says, Leggy, you, what you just said makes me think you're a bad person. Yeah. That would make me go absolutely mental Yeah. because I'm going like, well, now I've got to do everything I can to now get this person to not think that about me Yeah. because I need them to tell me I'm not a bad person Yeah. because I don't know it in myself yeah but now 
the version of myself now is improved on that. It's just knowing what I need to get back grounded. So it could be just give me 10 minutes. Let me just walk out the room and breathe. If it's like a fight with a girlfriend or something, that would be a tool to to use to kind of reset. That's an early tool. Yeah, it's an early tool. I remember like a few weeks ago, I triggered you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you went into like a child yeah, yeah. pose. Yeah. And you went, you kind of like yeah. balled up and you're just like, well, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And went and shut down. Shut down. Yeah. But what's really good about. <laughs> fucked me up that. I know it did. Yeah. It fucked you up. And, and I could see it. And I, and, but that I knew that what's great about having gone through this journey with you. Yeah. Is knowing that you will eventually see the value in the confrontation. Oh yeah. That particular instance you're talking about. Yeah. The immediate response to it, which is to go back into the child. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting like attacked, attacked and also like found out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah. hang on a minute. How's he what's he what's he saying that for? Yeah. Why is Why? he going what a dick? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm getting am I not am I not seeing something here? Yeah. And so then I go into the child and I'm like, then I get all like kind of withdrawn, scared and like sad. I get like, I want my mummy. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. I want my mummy. And too many men around me right now. I want yeah. my mummy. Yeah. And then, cause I am really sensitive yeah. as well. It's yeah. like, I'm super like intense yeah. and I'm really sensitive. Of course. It's the duality of those two things. And that took me a minute to kind of like process, get grounded again. Like after the meeting, I had to go home. Fucking God, Jesus, what the fuck was that about? I was like playing it all out, like looking at the val- the merits of your response, how much I'm going to accept as like that was the right thing. Yeah. And then how much I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that he could have done it, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like ultimately we had a little text about it and then it lands and then it disperses. Yeah. And then you're going, okay, no one's actually trying to kill me. Yeah. You know, right. no one's consciously trying to hurt me. Mm. And and like, but this this shit is like, years of me being able to articulate what's going on inside myself yeah so that i can land it because otherwise yeah. i'm just going to be a total nutcase Reactive. for yeah for a week yeah that would just spin me out even in the community that we have there are things that just aren't seen yeah but to me it's the antidote to most of the sadness and loneliness like i'm uh, you know i'm single going through a breakup and not working and and I'm the best I've ever been because I have this this work. Yeah. I have our fucking friendship. Uh we I have the men's team. I have my friendships are intimate. Yeah. And it feels like an intimacy with myself that means that like man on the face of it like I'm unemployed. I've got a relationship living alone. Yeah. I that's most ground for people to be like, your life's fucked. Yeah. Your life's totally fucked. And yet finding, like finding this work. Yeah. Well, like, look, <clears throat> we've said this before. It's like, we're building the framework, the, the, the foundation yeah. of ourselves. We're doing that now. We didn't really get an opportunity to do that when we were kids. Yeah. And we got sent off on these journeys of like, we want to be like rock stars and actors yeah. and like take over the world, you know, and we didn't, we hadn't even, we came out of the oven, yeah. not finished cooking, yeah. you know, and to try to take on the world. And most of us do do that. It's not like unusual to do that. So like this kind of work takes time. It takes a kind of desire to do it. You really want to like have that desire to 
to go into this shit because once you start looking, it's an, just a plethora of never-ending work. Pain, yeah. yeah. But that's the constant. Pain is the constant yeah. of life. That's it. And and everything else is momentary. You know, it's a momentary win yeah. here, momentary win there, and then you're back to pain. And the pain, it doesn't have to be bad. You don't have to mm. judge it as bad. You just have to accept it and allow it in mm. so that you can use the pain as a roadmap to show you where your shit is, mm. to show you where your wounds are. To it's It's why we feel pain if we've got a cut on our arm. If I prod it, you go, oh, there's the cut. Got to deal with that now. Got to like sew this up and put a Band-Aid on it, whatever it is, you know, mm. so it can heal. So so pain is great. I say, what can it teach us? So that that when you've got, when your life is in a situation like we're, we're in at the moment where it's like things are being taken away from us and we're like kind of back at grassroots almost. It's like the blank canvas of like, how do you want your life to be? The first point is once you've got, you know, shelter and food and all these things, and you want to start building up as a person, fucking, what do you, how do you want to design it? What, what is going on? You have to locate what it is that you specifically do when another person's put in front of you, mm-hmm. whether it be a friendship or a girlfriend or a, or a business partner, you need to know who you are in relation to that person. It's mm-hmm. so important. Mm-hmm. It's going to fuel all of our choices in our life as we go into, you know, the next phases of career, romance, friendship. You know, I've not had a friendship like like this mm. in my life with you. And that's a testament to our individual places in our life and our desire to, to look into this work and the community that we're in. And so we start to realize we don't need to have one person, our girlfriend or partner, fulfill all of these things you know what i'm saying we've got all these elements of intimacy and connection through many different people and mm. the power of the men for me in this last couple of years as a man has been massive you know i've never had it before i've never known the safety of men as I've, men are so safe when they're in this space they're strong they protect you they are compassionate they're true you know that's I mean, dude, what more do you want? Like, like we, we're all there. We're here for each other. Yeah. You know that I'm going to check you yeah. on something and I know you'll check me on something. Yeah. And it means something to me. That's why I'm saying. That feeling is the antidote to the, the madness of life. Yeah. Because A, whatever you're feeling, you have the courage to feel it, mm-hmm. to sit, to understand it's it. It's valid. It's valid. That there isn't a a right way to feel and there's a place to talk about it. Yeah. There's a place to unburden it, to have another person say, I'm in there with you too. Mm-hmm. And, and that connection, you know, they say the opposite of addiction is not sobriety. It's, it's connection. Yeah. It requires you to be deeply honest mm-hmm. and to feel and to feel. Yeah. Feel it all. Don't shut down the feeling. Right. Go into the feeling. That's another thing is like, there's so many ways to not feel now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's all part of the programming of society. It's not even unusual. Like the drugs, alcohol thing. Yeah, we all know about that. But there's all like social media yeah. now. There's yeah. so many ways to switch off. So in terms of what we're doing here on this podcast, you know, I think we wanted to talk today about 
where we're coming from and why we're doing it, right? And also, like, I think is to talk about subjects, talk about things, right, legs that feel like they should elicit a different response and to give people a conversation and a different outlook around actually how you feel. Yeah. And that different perspective on just the triggers of life, mm-hmm. the things that just having that different perspective is hugely helpful. If only it makes you go, oh, there is another way to think about it. Mm-hmm. What's the practical way to initiate this kind of work rather yeah. than it being too heady, too intellectual, yeah. too woo-woo, meaning like too spiritually esoteric? How do we take all of this work and all of these different amazing people in the world that are our teachers, right, and that we've been interested in? How do we funnel that into something that makes sense yeah. to help kind of send that message, right? Right. So for me, I think what I find important about what we are trying to do now from the experiences that we've been through is to filter through all of this like language, the self work process, psychology, you know, wounds, trauma, all this work that we've done in all of our different ways. And to kind of filter that into something that makes a bit more sense for, in this case, lads, but whoever, anyone that's never done anything before that doesn't even really understand, like, I remember talking to my dad about this, who's like a working class, old school dude. He doesn't know what the word trigger means, (laughs) even. I remember talking to him, trying to explain to him, like, what I'd been going through recently. And I was speaking to him, like I talked to you, you know, and like maybe I talked to other people in our community that do this kind of work thinking that he would understand what I was saying. Mm. And I was speaking and going, I'm speaking total sense right now, you know? And he's just looking at me like, what, what does trigger mean? What does the, what, what are you even talking about? What's subconscious? Yeah. Like he doesn't, he, he couldn't even understand that. So, and he said to me, he was like, well, what can I do to help? What can I do? And I was like, learn the language that I speak. Read the book. Yeah. Read the books. And like, you know, in terms of, it's like I'm speaking English to someone that only speaks French. It doesn't, it doesn't line up. So, and what is, this is what I'm, this is what I'm learning just about the language, right? Yeah. We're fucking emotional people. Yeah. And there's so many emotions. Yeah. That I think that's what I've learned from you mm-hmm. is when you talk about the language, it's basically the language of how do you articulate your emotion? Yeah. Yeah, that's really, really important, especially for men, because I think women default in the emotional sense easier. They are women born of women. So it's like and and they tend to be that's what they're more their their default programming is to be expressive and be emotive. Whereas whereas men, we we don't get that same like jumping off point, even though it doesn't mean that we're not emotional. We are as emotional. It's just that it's the way that we process that emotion comes out more. It tends to come out physically rather mm. than in an articulated language way, which isn't useful in like civilized society. If we're just like losing it with people and just like punching lads in the face and yelling at our girlfriends, you know what I'm saying? So this work for me it, and what we have been really like hammering is how to know 
what we're feeling and mm. then to articulate it, mm. whatever it is, right? Whether it's, I love you and yeah. you feel amazing to me right now, or I don't love you and I'm not attracted to you or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, and to be able to, to articulate that to your partner is massive. And there's nothing wrong with that mm. as long as you communicate it. Yeah. And, and it's not personal actually. Even it seems like it's personal, but it's actually not personal because your truth is your truth. So our responsibility is to know oneself and to accept oneself, the whole full enchilada, knowing that we are capable of great love and beauty and joy and great horror and malevolence and that that is the human condition and that we're all dealt those cards yeah. it might look on the specifics on the surface very different actions yeah but underneath it we are the darkness and the light right rather than either you're all about being fucking like dark and whatever and like <laughs> yeah. you're a fucking violent guy or whatever or you're just i am a holy saint that is perfect yeah you know and not that like most people think they're perfect but i mean some people do but but even the projection of the perfection mm-hmm. is like to me dangerous yeah because it's like oh yeah well when we're gonna see you fall down at some point yeah and what are you gonna be when that happens yeah if you're setting yourself up that life is about always being happy and just like every time something happens you just nail it every time right then the when you don't do that which eventually you won't and you don't then your life falls apart. You're not capable of handling it if you're hoping that life is always going to be mm. good and somehow it, when it's bad, it's a it's a glitch happening. Yeah. It's actually yeah. the opposite way around. It's all bollocks. It's all bollocks. That's the point. I think what we have stumbled on here, which I think is so cool, is like you accept that everybody's flawed and all this shit's bollocks about like being perfect or you know aiming for these things that are it's like a carrot that you can never reach, you know? And so we're trying to be real. Get real. Just fucking get real. Stop the waffle. Yeah. Stop the fucking, you know, manifesting your your perfect life yeah. just by positive thought. Right. All this bullshit. Yeah. Like the spiritual world is so oversaturized right now with like crystals and, you know, every, well, let's love, 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 love. And it's like, look, I think love is actually the opposite of yeah it's like real love is one way and it comes with no expectation mm. so it's like i love you right i love you mm-hmm. even when you fuck up i love you you know what i'm saying you go and you fucking bounce i love you and it's like my responsibility is to just keep my world mm. in the way i want to run it mm-hmm. and still love you right. you don't penetrate into something that makes me kind of unstable or unsafe and if that does happen i take responsibility for it and so it's not it doesn't have to be toxic when someone's being toxic it's just they're in their pain Mm. and you can still love them you just put up the the safety guard Mm. of like okay i'm gonna just step back from this guy right now yeah but i still love him i'm still gonna support him in the way that i can in this moment right so you know that's where i'm trying to get to now where it's like almost it you evoking love all the time but not in this kind of cheesy sense of like love like it's frivolous like fucking love when you love someone you love them that's it Mm -hmm. if they love you back bonus you know what i'm saying but i'm choosing to love you yeah right i have no idea yeah what that is going to mean i i just wanted to say one yeah uh, one thing about that as well is 
we're talking in an emotional way mm -hmm. that is the leadership that I wish for everybody. I am, I am somebody who is always closed down. To be able to say, I love this, mm -hmm. I feel this, yeah. I can genuinely say, this means so much to me. And having a fear of being judged for that or having a trying to pretend to be cool or trying to, you know, yeah. like even when we did this, you know, we did a rehearsal for it and it's like, I end up speaking in a way that like is modifying how I feel mm -hmm. because I'm scared to show people how much I, it means, yeah. how much you mean to me, how much this work means to me. And that's not courage either. Right. That's not being courageous. Yeah. And being courageous is saying, we're, we're not always going to get every subject right. No. There's nothing that we don't, there's nothing that we need to get right. No. The point is, here's what it looks like to be just honest about things and show how much we feel about them. Yeah, absolutely. And look, we're, we're speaking from our truth, from our experience. There's so many ways to swing a cat, as my dad would say. <laughs> oh, is it swing a cat or, swing a cat. or skin a cat? Either way. Um, in Leeds, no cats swing have, cat. No cats have been harmed in the making of this podcast. No, but there's many different practices, there's many different ways to do this stuff. For uh, This is our version of it. This is our truth. This is something that we want to bring to whoever wants to listen to it, right? And I think it's beautiful that you're coming into this place with this honesty now because that's who you are, man. Yeah. And that's the value of you as a man, as a leader, yeah. as, as an actor yeah. and, and as what you are in, in the world as a public person and also of a private person. Yeah. And I feel the same way. It's like, I just want to be authentic, whether this microphone's here yeah. or it's over here. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's all the same. Yeah. Let's just, I just want to be who I am, whether I'm talking to my mum or I'm talking to my best mate or I'm yeah. talking to my girlfriend yeah. or my business partner. Yeah. So, you know, I think that that's really important. And I think that as we develop here, we're going to, you know, we're going to find our flow. We're going to get better yeah. at it. And we're going to talk about different subjects specifically. And this, this particular first episode for us was just to introduce us yeah. and what we're doing here. Yeah. And just trying to figure it out a little bit because yeah. we've been trying to kind of figure what that looks yeah, like. What out. are we doing? But I, I think what you can definitely bank on yeah. is that when we get into whatever it is, yeah. we get into it with pure investigation, passion, yep. honesty, and hopefully a sense of deep love. Definitely. And, 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 you know, we'll be me and you talking and then hopefully we can have some people on it as well yeah. and we can like interview guests and stuff like yeah. that. Um, all right. So that's it. Mate. Absolutely smashed it. Smashed it, mate. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Two Lads podcast. This conversation is ongoing and it involves all of us together. So we'd love to hear from you. Let us know if there's a subject that you'd like us to talk about and let us know what you think about the conversation so far. The Two Lads podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. So please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the latest episode and give us a five star review. Tell your friends about us. All of that stuff really helps us a lot. We really appreciate it.
sending you all love. Until the next time, yes, lad. Yes, lad.